the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and talk910.com. Live from the Bay Area, your money, your life. This is Rob Black. Welcome in to the Rob Black Show. I am Rob Black, your personal little financial buddy. What was the show where the uh, little buddy was always referring to people as his little buddy? Hey, little buddy. Gilligan's Island. I'm your I'm your Gilligan. So sort of of <laughs> money. Uh, good God. Maybe I'm more of a skipper. My, If you were to look at me, I'm probably more of a skipper. Heidi might be more of a Gilligan. Heidi, the producer, a lovely, talented engineer, board person that is bonded with me at the hip at this point in time. Anyway, this is your show. This is unlike any other show. Unlike any other show. I'm non-biased. I don't get paid. I don't get kickbacks. I'm not endorsing anyone that I don't trust and like when it comes to money issues. On occasion, I get a little political, and I apologize about that, but that's on occasion. I try to present this content to you in a, a easily digestible format. It truly is easily digestible. Try it. 800-345-5639. It's a call-in show. We don't get enough calls, and that's kind of sad and kind of pathetic. I'd like more calls, but I understand a lot of people are at work, and they don't want to call in and say, I'm going to go call a radio show. Like, I understand that, and I get it, but... I'd like more calls, 800-345-5639 to get your calls on there. We can talk anything that you really want to today. For instance, like the financial headlines. You know, there's investment lessons in financial headlines, but all too often, we don't know how to look for them. For instance, the FTC. They're preparing to challenge Google's ad mob acquisition. Now, on one level, you go, ah, that's big government going after big, big corporations. But on another level, why would they do that? Because Google has a monopoly in search, and they're trying to get a monopoly in, in search on, on mobile content. If they do that, as an investor, you want something to do with Google. You want something to do with that, because when you played the game of Monopoly, and let's say the pot, you remember the pot in Monopoly? Let's say uh, you keep paying that luxury tax of 75 bucks, 75 bucks, and the pot gets up to $10,000. And, and you, if you own... 80% of the board, there's a good chance that you're going to hit it at some point in time, or there's a good chance that your competitor's going to land on, on your building and, and have to pay up the rent, right? That's Google. You're a googly moogly. They dominate desktop search, which might go the way of the dodo bird. What's growing faster than anything in the world of technology right now? It's smartphones. And AdMob serves smartphone search. So you want Google. I know, I know you're saying, but Rob, I don't want to invest in a monopoly. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. If you can't beat them, join them. Little Timmy Geithner, he's about five foot one. He's visiting Beijing today. 
on a currency dispute. Now, ultimately, what you got to learn from that headline is currency dispute. We see their currency as being manipulated. They see it as they're helping their economy. It's not fair, though. It's unfair if you if you change the value of your currency. If you print more, you kind of screw the world. If you take more of it off the table, you kind of screw the world. There's ramifications. So ultimately, the lesson there is that we don't always see eye to eye. Other big stories out there today... Greek banks from the island of Greece or the land of Greece, they're pleading for more aid and debt crisis. That tells me the euro is going to be weaker because Greece is connected to Spain, which is connected to Germany, which is connected like that area of the world is interconnected at this point in time with the European Union. So one cancer, i.e. Greek banks, it could bring down the whole thing. Do I think it gets brought down? No. But I got to throw it out there. I do have to throw it out there. Uh, big old earthquake hits Indonesia. Story there is earthquakes happen and you have to prepare for the worst on investments. You have to prepare for worse on, on some of your assumptions in the world. Big story out of Vallejo this morning. Huge story out of Vallejo this morning. A Vallejo man pleaded guilty to running a $15 million Ponzi scheme that ensnared prominent businessmen in Vallejo and possibly members of the Vallejo city government. A guy named Robert Brown Jr. He's 56 years old. He pleaded guilty to wire fraud in connection with fraudulent investment scheme in a Sacramento federal court this morning. Now, a federal prosecutor said Brown and co-defendant Dwayne Eddings of Vallejo passed themselves off as stock market experts who lured hundreds of investors with unreasonably high returns. And this is where the story gets to the point of if you had your money taken by this man, I think you deserve to lose all your money. Because what he did was he promised you to double your money within three months. And people are dumb enough to give it to him. You deserved what you got. You lost all your money in a Ponzi scheme. Does he deserve to be put to death? I think so. When you steal people's life savings, I think you should be put to death. We need white-collar crime to have a, a hard stickiness. So he pleaded not guilty to the charges on March 3rd. Ultimately, he was convicted. He came under scrutiny in 2008 when investigators of the Federal Securities Exchange Commission learned Brown did not have a license to sell securities. Anyway, he's going to get 20 years in prison, $250,000 fine, and he stole you know millions of dollars, $15 million. I don't think that punishment is reflective. But then again, the people that gave him money to sign up for his diamond, his double diamond plan, that would double your money in three months. You're you're a freaking idiot. You are that kind of stupid. You deserve Class A, moron. You deserve to be wiped off the 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 face of the planet. We need to have like a Hitler come after people who are that kind of stupid. Who's who's just as dumb? People who invest in real estate and, and, and sign over their life savings to a person. If you want to invest in real estate, you damn well better have that title in your name. If you're writing a check to a company or if you're writing a check to an individual, you are that kind of stupid and you need to be exterminated. You need to be hunted down. We need to get rid of your genetics. How do I really feel? <laughs> well, the good news, my friends, is I don't have to come to work ever again. Sweet. Because George Wallace, a solicitor at law, a personal attorney to John McPherson, a citizen of my country, 
sent me an email saying that an oil servicing company um, is going to pay me $12.5 million because a, a friend made a fixed deposit in my name. Now, me and this attorney are going to share the money of which I'm entitled to the 50%. I'll take $6.25 million, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Now, I'm informed by this attorney that there is no risk involved. All the necessary legal documents have been used to back up the legal beneficiary next again. So that sounds good. All I got to do is cooperate and give good faith. And he's going to guarantee that he's going to get executed a legitimate arrangement that's going to protect me. Um, He wants me to respond to this email and uh, send him my telephone number and my social security number. And don't forget that a transaction this magnitude requires confidentiality and sincerity. Whoops, I kind of told the world, so I probably won't get my money. Damn it. He's looking forward to my urgent response. I'm $6.2 million richer today. Sweet. Sweet. Screw you, Clear Channel. I don't need you and your money. And that was uh, by the attorney George Wallens. So thanks, George. I appreciate that. I wildly appreciate it. What would I do if that were true and I could walk out of here? I don't know. I kind of brought this up yesterday in a funny kind of way of Heidi, my producer. She posted on her Facebook page that she wanted a change. Instantly, like 20 people are like, you leaving your husband? Are you looking to uh, be a sex swinger? Are you looking to leave your job? Like everyone had these grand ideas. And all she wants to do is change the way she views the world. She wants to be more optimistic. That's kind of crap. So, but that got me thinking of what I want to do. And in a year from now, if I'm still doing 10 a.m. to noon. I'll be disappointed in radio. I'd really like to be doing three to seven. And I want to throw it out there because sometimes saying it makes it true. When I was seven years old, a girl named Carol Lynch I had a huge crush on. So I carved my initials and her initials into a tree. Sometimes writing it down makes it true. You hold it in your heart, eh, not good enough. Sometimes you got to get your legs going and, and go execute. So we're, we're made of three parts. We've got a, a huge heart. We've got a brain like none other. But sometimes our groin, our, our legs lack execution. We don't move forward. So I was reading a, a Coleridge poem, Kubla Khan, where he talks a lot about paradise and utopias and picturesque lush fields and gardens and forests. And he wants a stately pleasure dome. He wants a place of leisure and relaxation. I want a place of leisure and relaxation. That sounds pretty good. So anyway, what's your Xanadu? That's a good question for you. What would you want to do if you're not doing this rat race? I invite you to call. I invite you to call. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. I love educating you, you peeps. You are my little sugary uh, little ducklings. My, you're my little peeps. I love educating you on financial issues. I love it. 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 Um, but I want to do it from three to seven because that market's more my market. That's the market I want to help. I want to help people with jobs who are who are struggling and people who don't want to be working, people who don't want to be a part of the rat race. I want to help them. That's my Xanadu. I do it free. I work dirt cheap. Teachers Association asked me to come down and talk to teachers. I'm like, hell yeah, I'll do that. So because to me, that's that's my that's my nirvana. That's my Xanadu. That's my utopia. It's helping others. I got some daddy issues. I was never able to please my dad. My dad died 16 years ago. So for me to feel like I'm helping others, it's important. Uh, he never got to see my success. So I, I, I know that I'm driven in weird and motivated kind of ways. Another couple of things that I'd like to do is I'd like to be a guardian of the court. I'd like to take over your children when wives and husbands kill each other and, and murder each other and, and, and do bad things to each other. I'd like to be a guardian of the court. I think I could be a good role model for a kid who's got messed up parents. On top of that, 
My friend Brian Cooley from CNET, when I first came out here, he has a Xanadu. He works for Marin Humane, and uh, every Friday he takes off at 2 o'clock, and he goes to Marin Humane, and he pets cats. He pets cats. Like, what the hell is that all about? He pets cats. Well, ultimately, if you go to a humane shelter and a cat bites a kid, because the kid's like, oh, pet kitty, go pet kitty. If a cat bites a kid, it gets locked up for 30 days, and it doesn't get adopted for 30 days. They got to make sure it's not a crazy animal. So he goes and pets cats as part of their, their training. So what's your Xanadu? What's your utopia? Do you got one? 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I got taxes. I got LA. I've got Greece. I got the Washington Post. I got investment ideas. I got Kim Commando today. And Friday, I'm going to give away a family four-pack of Quakes tickets. Saving you big dollars. Four freebies. The San Jose Quakes. Bay Area Soccer. You got to enjoy it. You got to be there just to really get the feel of it. Joe Cannon, keeper extraordinaire, friend of the show. Uh, Friday, giving away a four-pack of Quake tickets. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. More stimulating talk. to the Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Call Rob now at 1-800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Coming up at 1030-ish, I'm going to have the digital goddess herself, Kim Commando. Her and I seem to have a pretty good chemistry because I think her and I are kind of, she's a little older than me. She's a cougar. But her and I both have that kind of Love of technology and lifestyle and, and trying to figure it out so that we, you know, get it right on. Right on. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Patty Redwood City. Patty? Yeah. Hi, Rob. I'd like to ask you about, um, I'm a nurse. I'm a registered nurse, and um, I'm getting my degree to teach nursing, you know, my master's degree. But my question is, there is no program in nursing schools that I know of that are teaching any kind of financial planning for nurses. And I'm one nurse that just worked from hospital to hospital to hospital, didn't do any 401K, didn't do any kind of um, planning, and I got stuck. And I wouldn't like this to happen to the young nurses that are coming in now. Okay. And my question is, what would I have to do to qualify to teach financial planning to the nurses, like in a uh, class of some sort? Or, I don't know, I was even thinking of asking you to come out as a guest, but I'm thinking of traveling as an independent contractor to teach financial planning in nursing schools. I think you would want to become a CFP if you wanted to teach financial planning. Mm-hmm. Um and you can, there's a good website called cfp.net, cfp.net. And if you do a, a forward slash become, it'll teach you the certification that you have to do. And, you know, you got to have a bachelor's degree. You have to pass the CFP certification examination. Um, it's a $600 fee to take the tests. Um, you have to meet the experience requirement, which is, um, you know, be in direct uh, supervision uh, of you have to have a supervisor and, you know, have someone watch you for a couple of years and, you know, process it. Um, so I don't know that you're going to really want to pursue that 
a CFP is a great certification. And I, I, I hear you, Patty. Um, I would love to come to talk to nurses. Um, I think that's a cool thing to do. I think it's it's good for society because you're right. I think that they get, you know, thrown, you know, here's going to be your pension plan. Here's going to be your retirement plan. Check here, check here. And that's about as far as they think about it. They might ask a doctor. They might ask a fellow nurse. And that's their financial advice. And it's it's a lot like the teachers out there. Um, I just got back from talking to teachers and, uh, you know, they make their financial decisions based on free lunches, at, you know, free pizza at lunch. So it, it's pretty bad what's going on with society. But, um, yeah, I think you have to really – I'd really want you to become – take some classes in CFPs and uh, uh, try to pass that test before you go around and, and try to teach people about it. Yeah, okay. And then my second question is – Kids are graduating without any kind of knowledge at all about, and there was a woman who talked on another radio station and she died in an airplane crash about five years ago. Actually, she she was killed on the way to her show. It was really horrible, um, her radio show. Do you, um, do you want to actually know what happened? Yeah, it was, it, it was an Alaskan airline yeah, that crashed out in the Pacific on its way back from Cancun. It was eight years ago. Eight and, years ago, my God. Yeah, and I arrived in the city uh, one day before that happened. Oh so her name was Cynthia Odie. And a lot exactly, of, exactly. A lot of people think I'm her reincarnation. Uh, yeah, and that's exactly what I was going to ask you. Which is weird. You know, her heart was for young kids, you know, like maybe high school, college. Right. And I think she was going around wanting to present in classes or something. I don't know. You probably know more about it. But with, have you ever thought of stepping up to that? You know, I've done a couple presentations for kids in, in classes, and that's that's a tough crowd, Patty. If you can talk to high school kids... You could talk to anyone. And when I first started my, my business model 15 years ago, I went back to my old high school and told my teacher that I wanted to talk to a couple business classes. And uh, just keeping those kids awake for 40 minutes is brutal. Uh, that yeah. is a tough audience. But what's neat about it is um, you do get some kids inspired to start their own businesses and uh, what have you. And, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I went to a couple of elementary schools and talked to fourth graders about my career. And I, I do a lot of that kind of stuff, but I don't have a money 101 uh, I don't have a high school concept in mind at this point in time. Just too busy. But I hear you, Patty. And drop me an email, Rob at robblack.com. I'll, I'll be your business partner. I'll be your, your mouthpiece if you want to market me. Um, <laughs> okay. So it's Rob at robblack.com. Thanks for the call, Patty. Let's go to Teddy in Santa Clara. Teddy? Hey, how you doing? Good. Yourself? Good. Hey, first of all, I want to appreciate uh, what you're doing. Uh, thank you very much for helping uh, us out here. You're too kind, and you don't have to ever, ever say that. Um, so I'm going to get right into it. Um, so I'm looking to get married pretty soon and, um, don't actually, do it. <laughs> you know, you're about the upteenth person that told me that if, uh, if the milk is free, don't get married, <laughs> you know, do the Oprah thing, right? Uh, Oprah's funny cause she pushes people to get married and then she stays unmarried her whole career, which is funny. It's, it's, it's ironic. Yeah, it is. Well, it's not ironic. It's just coincidence. But anyway, go ahead. So what I wanted to do, we were thinking of buying a condominium because I came up on a, so I got a savings of about say, almost 15000 And I wanted to, um, right, right now I'm jobless. I'm searching for a job. I graduated, uh, having a really difficult time, you know, graduated from San Jose State, got an MIS degree. I've got a difficult time finding a job and I'm looking to get married at the end of the year. But what I want to do is I want to invest my money in something other than like a CD or something. I mean, I got it in a CD, but, uh, well, like a, a savings, um, a money market, but 
How, how old are you, Teddy? I am 27 years old. Okay. Don't buy a condo. Don't buy a townhouse. You're about to get married. Who knows? Uh, you jump up and down on her and make a baby, and you're going to be in a condo townhouse, and you're not going to be able to sell it. Um, then suddenly you have another baby, and like you, you've outgrown it. Wait till you can get, afford a single-family home to buy a home. Rent, it's a lot cheaper in the Bay Area to rent a mansion than it is to buy a, a condo or townhouse. You also said you don't have a job, so what the hell are you thinking buying a house? Well, so I, I mean, obviously I'm looking for, I'm looking for like hopefully in a perfect world in the next month, land a job. I mean, I, I apply like five to ten applications a day. Yeah. Recent college grad, so I mean, I'm like, come on, any day now, I got to land something. So my thing was as soon as I land a job and I know I'm, you know, I'm kind of set and I calculate my budget. I could actually afford to buy a house, then let's go do it. But I figured yeah. maybe in a year or two, uh, you know, get some equity or do a little gro- do a little growing verse, Teddy. You're, okay. you're you're raw right out of school, in my opinion. And I'm just talking as your big brother right now. Is I need to slap you a little bit. You got fifteen thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I would scale back your expectations on the wedding. A lot of people your age they overspend on a wedding, and here's what happens, Teddy. You throw a big wedding, and people like me sit there and we gamble. You invite me to your wedding, and I sit there, and I go, you know, me and Heidi are at your wedding. Let's say Heidi's my date. I'll go, I'll throw down $100, Heidi. They don't stay married for more than a year. So at your own wedding, people are bad-mouthing you. And I go back to when I was 27 and who I would have invited to a, a wedding. I don't know one of those people. I don't know one person from when I was 27 years old. So everyone that I would be paying for a steak dinner for, waste of money. Then they get you gifts that you don't really want, like a salad bowl. Who really needs a salad bowl? Um, or a salad spinner. I do like this. I do like my leaves nice and dry. Um, but with that said, it, it's ridiculous. So what I would do, Teddy, is educate yourself, take your time, cool your jets. First things first, you said you're going to start a budget later. Start a budget now. Go to mint.com and start figuring out how much money you're spending and how much money you're bringing in. Mint.com does a good job of that. Second thing, get the book, The New Rules About Money by a guy named Rick Edelman. It's 88 chapters. Read it. Put it on your toilet. Don't read it straight because you're not gonna. It's not gonna. It's not gonna absorb. So every time you have a bowel movement, read a chapter. Make your spouse read a chapter. Talk about it instead of saying, "Yo, crazy lady, stop buying expensive shoes." Say things like, "My mom used to buy expensive shoes and it made my dad crazy." So hide behind your parents when talking money with a spouse until you can, you know, comfortably talk money with a spouse. Most people can't do it. I mean, most of my adult friends, they still can't talk money with their spouse. Um, Have an emergency fund. You're unemployed right now, so hopefully you're living with mom and dad. Um, You just came out of college. There's no rush to get a house. There's no rush to get an apartment. Cool down. You don't have to be – I'd say wait till you're maybe – you don't – at 35, then you need to start looking around saying, why the hell don't I have a house? But at 27 – Man, you, you don't even have a job. You may find a job, and they may love Teddy so much they have a let's appreciate Teddy day, and they send you off to a, uh, Georgia. They send you off to their, their home office in North Carolina. They send you off to their home office in New York, and then you got this house that you're paying 30 years mortgage on. That's crap, dude. Slow down. Get an emergency fund and start thinking about investing for your future. A house could wait. You could be 70 years old and renting. You don't have to own a home. It's not in the Constitution. Um, I would slow down, Teddy. Thanks for the call. Thanks. And, and by all means, make that woman an honest woman before jumping up and down on her. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. David in Palo Alto? Uh, hey, Rob. Thanks for taking my call. I've been listening to you for the last eight years and did really well with my financially. Okay. 
Uh, I have a question for you. I'm 59 and just uh, lost my job almost a year ago. Uh, wondering about this new health law that went into effect, you know, by Obama. Uh, I'm getting uh, Cobra right now from my work, and I can yeah. uh, keep it up for another three years when this new law will kick it in. Uh, my question is, is it pretty safe to financially plan it that the law will go into effect and everybody will get their uh, health insurance? Well, you're going to have to pay for it. You know that, David. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's what I'm, I, I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Current, uh, currently, I'm paying around like $1,200 for myself and my wife. Okay. And uh, I don't have any problem if it goes around to 2000 but can is it pretty safe to consider that I'll get an insurance with two? I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's safe in any way, shape, or form. Um, I think there's a lot of people who are threatening to challenge it. Uh-huh. I think there's a lot of assumptions being made right now. Would I be betting on a law going into effect in three years? No. Um, if it happens, that's great. What I would prefer you do is get a job that has some health insurance. And I know that stinks because you, you don't want to. You probably have enough that you don't have to, but... That cobra is eating you out of uh, arm and leg, so to speak. Uh, I would pass on it myself. But, but like I said, I don't have any problem paying it, even with my cobra. That's what I'm saying. Financially, I don't have any problem. It's okay, yeah. And so, yeah, so my answer is still my answer is we don't know if it's going to definitively happen or not. And we don't know what it's going to look like. And we don't know what the prices are going to be. So uh, you're making a lot of assumptions. Um, but will it, will it happen? Let's hope so for your case. Um, but we don't know what it's going to look like, David. So there's not enough firmness there, but thanks for the call. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Real quick, Melissa, San Jose. Hi there. Hi. Um, my husband's been saving savings bonds through his work savings plan for years. Okay. And we've accumulated a lot, and I'm sure they've come to their... Um, Maturity? Yes. Okay. And we wanted to put them in a fund for my daughter. She's 13, but... Um, she doesn't have a college fund or a down payment fund for okay. how started, but if we cash them out, there's a uh, some sort of a capital gains penalty. Is uh-huh. that right? Um, how is there any way to get them to my daughter or transfer them in a way that we can minimize the capital gains or the tax consequences? That's I don't think you're gonna. Done? Yeah, I don't think you're gonna be able to hide the tax consequences. Um, unless you reinvest in the product, that might work for you, but not you're not going to be able to transfer the tax liability from you owing the taxes to your daughter owing no taxes. Um, there's no product out there like that. There's no vehicle like that. Um, you'll want to fund a 529 if that's your goal uh, for her college cost. I would not put the money in her name. I don't understand why parents want to do that. Um, if I was 18 years old and I had $30,000, I probably would have bought a car instead of go to college. Yeah, I understand. I've heard you. I agree with you. Um, we would be custodians for it until she's like, isn't it? Can you do it till they're 21? I, again, I, 18 is when they become an adult. That. And now you can put it in a trust and put certain you know conditions like right. she can't be premarital married with a guy. She can't you know be shacking out. Like you could do that. But why, Melissa, why not be the most wonderful mother and give her the <laughs> Give her the money when she asks for it or needs it. I would rather you control the purse strings than her because, you know, she could meet Spike at age 16 and wants to run off on a motorcycle with Spike. <laughs> and you just gave her and Spike, you know, hotel money and they're going to, you know, make, make many, many, many babies because you empowered her with money. So I wouldn't do it. like that. <laughs> I know you say that now, but I used to date your daughter. <laughs> I used to date daughters like yours and I corrupted the hell out of them. Um, so know that she's nice and sweet and pretty and smart now, but one out of four kids don't turn out like the way we want them to. So be careful, Melissa. I would not title any assets in a kid's name. 
You can no, love them. You can love them and give them all the money you want. Just don't title assets in their name to let them make that decision against you. Thanks for the call, Melissa. 800. Thank you. 345 5639. It's 800 345 5639. It's Rob Black Show, 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Listening to the Rob Black Show on 9:10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Call Rob now at 1-800-345-5639. Here she is, the one, the only digital goddess herself, Kim Commando. Kim. Hi there, Rob. Hi. It's How all, are you? I'm okay. Good. I, I don't have an iPad, so I'm not cool and hip and, and swanky like you. Well, you're always a little behind the eight ball. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Well, you just got your iPhone, didn't you? Um, I got an iPod. Oh, an touch. iPod. Yeah, I got iPod. a touch. Well, so the the iPad is like a iPod Touch on steroids. I hear it's pretty cool, and then I I hear that's almost a bad um, way of describing it because it's more like a computer than a phone, and it's it, it's like taking the best from the Macs and taking the best from the iPods. Well, it, I don't think it's a laptop replacement. I mean, I don't think if you're, you know, you've seen them in the airports and you see them in the city. These are the people that are crunching the spreadsheets and running the PowerPoint presentations sure. and doing the Word docs. Right. I'm not really seeing this as a laptop or netbook replacement for them. It's really for folks that like to consume media, meaning that they like to network. They like to watch movies, listen to their music, play games, and uh, maybe send and receive email and surf the web. But it's not really their primary function during the day. Would you actually use it to send a lot of email, or would you want to plug in a real keyboard or go to your real laptop to send a lot of email? Oh, you know what? I think you want to plug in a real keyboard. It does have Bluetooth capability, so you can use a wireless keyboard with it. You can't use a mouse with it, which is kind of a bummer. Um, you know, and it, has, it doesn't have everything. It doesn't have a camera built in, which I would think that the next version would. Um, it doesn't have any card slots. So, like, if you take some pictures and you want to load it, what you really have to do is load it onto your Mac or your PC and then sync it up. I mean, that's kind of a hassle. Um, doesn't have a DVD drive. Well, because this way you're going to be downloading movies off of iTunes. I mean, so it doesn't have any USB ports either. So you can't really connect anything up to it. So, um, And the version that's out now, well, it's not the sharpest tool in the shed because it only does Wi-Fi. And if you wait a couple of weeks, you can get the version of the iPad that runs Wi-Fi and 3G so that this way you can uh, connect wherever the road may lead. It sounds to me like this is not a five-star product then. It sounds like it, it's missing stuff. It's not enough of a laptop. It's kind of a, a powered-up iPod. Who needs a powered-up iPod? People under 25? Uh, you know, my my son really loves it. <laughs> and we played Scrabble last night, and there are some really cool games, some driving games on it. And it, it does have a touch screen, and it has what I would consider the future of textbooks is you remember studying, and it was so awful, the periodic table of elements. Uh -huh. I remember having to study that. It's 118 elements. Just, oh, my gosh, how incredibly boring. Well, on the iPad, which, and they say by the year 2015, most kids are going to be getting their textbooks and using touch screens. This way is that you can click on an element, and the, ele and the element kind of spins and comes to life, and then you can read more about it. And so it becomes more of an interactive textbook instead of just this boring thing on a page. Um, but 
who is it for? It's it's really for somebody who likes to. Oh, by the way, and it's also an ebook reader. I totally forgot about that. So you can read books and read your newspapers, and that's really who it's for. It's you can do a certain amount of email with it, but it's not for the workhorse. But you're not going to put it in your purse. It sounds like. Well, it's too big for my purse. Okay. Um, I don't carry one of those huge products that a lot of women do. I'm more of the simple, just carry a wallet around type of gal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, as a matter of fact, I can throw my phone into my wallet, so it, I just carry this one little thing. But, um, you know, I, I think it's great. I just, and I think it's good for maybe somebody like me who, when I'm out and about or if I'm waiting for my son at choir practice or soccer or whatever it may be, your baseball. And um, there's nothing I'm not watching. I'm not participating. That I can just hop online and and maybe uh, send a few emails if I want, or if you can hand it off to somebody to watch a movie. Like especially your kids. Like if you're waiting in the doctor's office, like okay, here you go. You know, so <laughs> be nice and calm down. Um, but you know, it, and it does have all these apps. But you have to make sure that you only get the apps that are for the iPad, because otherwise, if you get the apps that like Apple says that it has 150,000 apps. Well, yeah. But if you buy the apps for the iPhone, is what happens is that sucker just sits in the center of the screen, you know. And then, of course, you can expand it to be the size of the iPad. But what happens is it, it gets all pixelated and it looks yucky. So you okay. really want to just buy apps for the iPad. And speaking of the apps, they're really expensive. They're like instead of a buck or two, they're probably 10 to 15 bucks. Okay. So it's. I think it, it sounds to me like it's going to be a great computer for like – hospitals and for car sales people and for young people um a great product for car sales people because they're going to give you that wow factor hey like let me punch in the the new uh oh sure and you know who else it's um a, a friend of mine is a wedding photographer and he came over to the house and looked at it. he's like you know what this is so slick i can show the clients all my photos right here so if you need to make client presentations and you want to show it on a super beautiful led backlit screen i mean this is it and so it's, this is one of these products that that you that it's not, it may not be apparent initially if you are if it's for you right you kind of have to look at it and go well what can it do better than what I have or how can it, it how can it assist me in ways that I haven't thought of and it's not readily apparent and that's why you have to go to Best Buy and you've got to go to Apple store and you've got to take a look at it because they're also for sale at Best Buy. A lot of people are having trouble finding them at the Apple store when the Best Buy is across the street and they're sitting there in stock. Right. Um, but for the 3G model, it's $130 more for the unit. And these things aren't cheap. They start at 500 bucks and they end up at 900 I mean, this is expensive. And then for the 3G, you know, you're tied to AT&T's network, which we all know isn't the greatest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's $30 a month for that 3G access. But what's nice is you're finally not tied to a contract. And if you want it for one month, you can buy it. If you want to dump it, you can do that. You know, the book uh, sellers love this because I used to buy books and I'd go, Kim, this is a great book. Here, take it. After I'd done read it. Um, <laughs> and textbooks, like you're talking about your kids. Right. They love it because every there's no more used books. Yeah, and you know, and the book reader is really good. I mean, you can annotate and you can make bookmarks and you can zoom in, yeah. you can zoom out. But what's interesting about the books is that there's a side of the business that that is suddenly going by the wayside, and that's the art of the book cover. Because it used to be mm. you'd walk into a bookstore and what do you see at Barnes and Noble, right? All these book covers all yeah. over. And album covers too. 
yeah, and now when or if you're sitting by the pool or you or on the train as you look and see what other people are reading, well, now you don't have that anymore. So there's really there are this there's this whole subculture of people that have been designing book covers for all these years that are suddenly it's suddenly their job is just not that important anymore because a lot of the books are not necessarily going into the stores; they're going straight to ebooks. Now, one last thing I want to mention. Did you know Scrabble? You talked about Scrabble with your son earlier yes. last night. Mm-hmm. Did you know that they're changing the rules so that you can now add people, places, companies, and brands? I didn't know that. All I know and is I that, that sucks. Is that there's uh, that I got my butt kicked by this kid last night because every time I turned around is that he would click the button that says best word and would totally like cheat. <laughs> I'm like, like, look, I'm like, okay, you're nine. You have no idea what that word means. <laughs> well, like Jay-Z will now count. Really? Yeah, and my middle name, Mixelplex, will now count. <laughs> so, I thought it was handsome. I, I think, oh, thank you so much. I think the, the, the war of families is going to go on with Scrabble. I oh, and, you know, so that means that commando would be a good word. Commando is uh, totally acceptable now with a K. All right. I'll so, have to remember that. Thank you. Thanks very much, Kim. Kim can be heard here Sundays from 1 to 3 on 9, 10 a.m. She's a goddess of all things digital. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Listening to the Rob Black Show on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. Call Rob now at 1 800 345 5639. It's the Rob Black Show. Happy and upbeat and smiley. 800 345 5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800 345 5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Craig and Danville. 800 345 5639. Craig? Hey, Rob. Sorry I didn't make it to your party. I had to work that day. I had a weird working schedule. But you know, question... that's really no excuse. You can call in sick. Well, I was going to call you. I can't really. I work at a place where I kind of have to do my own. I'm by myself. so. Uh, you know, sometimes people bellyache. I was going to call that they... you and see if you could make an adjustment, but I thought, you know... Might not do that. Sometimes people bellyache that they can't hear the show because they're at work. And I just say, quit. Go unemployed and listen to the show. Or if you can't hear it, um, consider moving closer. I would if I didn't have a wife help me spend my money. You know? I hear you. I, I, actually, do the, I actually do the podcast, though. So. You do, the, do you listen to the podcast? Yeah. Found at Apple I iTunes? Most of the time. Do you do the Apple iTunes podcast or do you yes, the talk? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, from my iPhone. So that's nice. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I'd like because, like you said, you are you do do what you say you do. So I like that approach to socks and everything else. So yeah, instead I, instead of getting you, instead of getting to the point, how do you feel about the twenty five miners who have been critically injured and, and killed? Uh, I haven't really followed that, but I'm sure it's similar to a lot of other miner stories. I think they should have a lot more oversight in what's going on with the mines. So uh, people have so many. Uh, Violations, they pile up, pile up, and nothing's really done seemingly about it. So The Appalachians, a lot of people on the West Coast don't know about this, but there's a mountain range that basically goes from, I guess, Georgia all the way up to Maine, um, the Appalachians. And um, it, it's a, a crazy thing because a lot of mining towns cropped up there, and, and mining companies uh, basically kept their, their workers kind of under their thumb. They'd give them housing. But they would take the housing allowance out of their paychecks. They were always tied there. and They could never really leave. If you've never been to the Appalachians, like you, you see kids that look like that they're like charcoal color. 
Uh, I mean, it's it's really a gray, grim place to live. Yeah, and they get all a lot of them get the black lung, and they just don't live that long. But they they're sort of a lot of people grow up feeling they're sort of tied to an area or to a job uh, situation, and so they just feel helpless. You know, like they were interviewing them, and they say, "What do you why, why do you do this? Well, there's nothing else to do." Like you know, exactly. And you know, the, speaking of black yeah. lung, that reminds me of my favorite movie, Zoolander. Where Zoolander is a super high fashion model, and he goes to work in the in the mines like his dad and his brother. And after about ten seconds in the mine, he goes, eh, "Pop, I think I got the black lung." <laughs> so I didn't see that one, but I've seen uh, the the one at the uh, night at the uh, where it was night at the night museum with Ben Stiller. Uh, yeah, that, good pull. Uh, I used good to pull. Me too. So that's cool. Have you ever been to the, the Smithsonian? Museum, you can go there forever, like uh, two weeks, and just see museums if you want. So this is just a random conversation, and we probably should never get to the point. You want to call back tomorrow with a question? No, I want to ask you about Poland, if there's a good way to invest in Poland, and if you think it's a good idea, because I go there a couple times a year, and I think it's uh, also I've heard that it's real to keep their economy in real good shape. So, Yeah, Fidelity's got some Eastern European mutual funds. And they've got some Western European mutual funds. And Eastern would be some of the uh, developing countries, per se, that used to be behind the Iron Curtain, whereas the Western would be the, you know, the Germanys, the yeah, Italys, yeah. and what have you. You, so, don't, you don't know of anything that's focused on Poland itself, though, do you? Um, I guess I could invest in Poland, too. But uh, I don't know how to invest directly in their uh, – you can try to find a country fund – I don't think I don't know of any any country funds in Poland. Then I had a little question, just in case you knew if uh, you thought, because I have a couple kids in college. If you thought that uh, the iPad would, you could just buy the book because those books are like ridiculously expensive, and you go to uh, turn them in, and they give you like ten cents on the dollar. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's I don't have anything about that. Have the college books on the iPad? Oh no, college books on the iPad are going to be huge. And, and thanks for the call. Uh... What's going to be fascinating about this, and this is going to piss, this could anger you even more, Craig. Uh, you're not going to be able to buy used books. Every year, college students are going to have to buy a new digital version, and it's going to be full price, and they're not going to cut the price of it. What's interesting is some professors, and of course, there's going to be hacked books and things like that, but some professors are a little bit worried about it because they t- like to take a book, and let's say they're they're teaching evolution. And they'll they'll say let's 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 take out the part about Adam and Eve, and they can now do that with digital books. So they can take out the Adam and Eve, you know, the Christ angle, and just go with the Darwinian Beagle uh, angle, uh, the HMS Beagle. Everyone obviously knows Lockpost Islands and what have you. Um, so, in, in changing t- digital textbooks is a, a huge college argument right now. For the iPad and for the other book readers. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's actually going to hurt the college book idea because you'll have to get a new version every year. And let's face it, your kid's not going to turn in their iPad. So they're going to keep the iPad is the idea. Let's get a Julian Martinez. Julie? Hi. Um, I have a situation where I'm fortunate enough to have enough money to invest and have, you know, enough money to make payments on things. So but what happened was, back in the real estate boom, we, um, my husband and I purchased some real estate in a suburb of um, Boise, Idaho, in Caldwell, and we thought maybe it would make some money and we could turn it over, and we've never done anything like that before, but we thought, oh, we'll go for it. 
Well, it ends up that now, now it's about five years ago. So now it's probably worth about $40,000 less than what we invested in. We only invested 112000 in it. But I think, for, you know, by the time we paid, you know, the um, fees, and it's probably worth about seventy-five. Um, I have the money that I could actually, if I could sell it for seventy-five, I could get out of it and pay it off because we're paying four thousand, about four thousand dollars a year for um, what we don't receive in rent. You know, we're we're, we're short for about four thousand dollars a year, and I would like to. Um, just get out from under it and pay the money and say that was a bad investment. But sure. my husband wants to hold on to it. But, you know, I figure if we hold on to it 10 more years and we're out 40 more thousand, I don't think it's going to go up 40,000 in 10 years. And so we're kind of having this argument. Although we can keep paying the money, it's not going to make us broke or anything. Have you considered divorcing your husband? <laughs> yes. I He's would the one con- that wanted to buy it to start with. Yeah, I would leave him. I would pack up everything while he's at work. Move across the street. He'll never find you. Oh, gosh. Um, I think your husband's dead wrong. I think it's cash flow negative. That's uh-huh. that's horrific. Cash flow negative uh-huh. $4,000 a year is horrific. You, uh-huh. can, you can afford it, Julie, but you're not stupid. You're not a sucker. Right. You weren't born yesterday. You're talking about will it appreciate 50%. And in Idaho, there's no shortage of land. Right. So there's no shortage of land. Now, I don't know about this particular community, so you you may be right. If this particular community is close to a college, if it's close to a hospital or a high-paying job market, maybe not, it'll work no, out. Uh, not close enough. Like, for instance— it's, it's 45 minutes from Boise, you know. I own some commercial real estate that's five blocks from the courthouse. I could always sell real estate to lawyers. I know I can. Mm-hmm. Um, it, any city in the United States, if there's a courthouse, I can buy within five blocks and sell it to attorneys down the road. Um, I don't know the Boise market well enough to really speak on this, Julie. I can tell you, though, I don't think real estate roars back in the middle markets, and especially in the markets that got speculative. Um, right. I love college towns. Like If you were to say it's in downtown Boise right next to the right. football stadium, I'd be like, that's pretty good. Um, because I know that blue football field, everyone's talking about it and what have you. And, you know, there's, I like buying near colleges. I like buying near hospitals. I like buying near courthouses, you know, on commercial sides. Like there's, there's angles that I'll look at, but I, I think if you could take a $40,000 loss, I'd try to short sell the the property. Uh, the federal government's going to forgive you that upside downness on the 1099. I don't know if the state of Idaho will, um, as far as that goes, um, because I don't know Idaho when you, law. Wait, when you say short sale, see, see, I, I'm the type of person I've every, I've paid every bill on time for my entire life. I've never considered doing anything else, and I would never consider not paying a loan. So yeah. the only, you know, I don't know. And see, we bought this property without. This is for all you people out there that do things without getting um, advice. We bought the property without some good advice because we make over the maximum where we can't even write this off on our income tax. Yeah. Um, we, you know, our. our our tax person said we have to put it in the passive account so when we pay it off, we'll have some write-offs. But yearly, we haven't even been able to take it off. As um, I'm going to tell you honestly, and thanks for the call, most of the people who recommend investing in real estate happen to work in real estate or they happen to do the loans in real estate. There's a radio show on in the Bay Area called The Real Estate Guys, and they make me want to vomit because not only do they represent the buyers and the sellers, but they get the kickback from the properties and they do the loans on it. They're making money hand over fist on the 
business of real estate and not on the valuation of real estate going higher. Um, I would I would consider taking a loss and getting out. You're not a, a landlord. You don't want to be a landlord. You're speculating that it goes back and you're losing $4,000 a year. Even smart people shouldn't lose $4,000 a year um, or be even financially savvy people shouldn't lose that kind of money. My opinion is uh, get out. So, and uh, again, I don't know that particular market, so you'd want a little bit more detail uh, before jumping on my advice. But generally speaking, $4,000 upside down, needing 50% uh, growth to get back to even, I think you can get out now and, and buy back later. Good God, $4,000 a month loss on an $80,000 property. When you start thinking about that, that 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 is even worse. Let's take a break. Come back, do some headline news. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.